thank you for having me here again. Uh, it's lovely to only just have to walk down the road. <laughs> it's, it's really nice, just being walking down the rising, around the corner. Here we are at church, being able to share with you just a little bit of um, what kind of God it, we feel he's doing through this series. Bless. Uh, Wayne kicked it off last week, yes. Did he bring a book and show you as well? There it is. No, he didn't. He brought it, he didn't show you. So here it is in all of its glory. Um, He gave it to me to read um, as a gift for my ordination and induction. I said, oh, thank you very much. It's really nice. And I got, I I, I I shared last week at Perry Street, I started reading it with earnest because it is a book that's right up my street as community pastor. Um, you know, five everyday ways to love your neighbour and change the world. And as I started reading it, I stopped for a reason. Because it's a book that you can actually read quite easily. There's stories in there and little helpful things and lots of questions um, that are good for personal study and Bible study groups, etc. And I stopped reading it. And kind of just every chapter I pondered, I just waited and listened. Um, because there's so much content, I feel, um, that resonated with my heart, that I said to Wayne, Wayne, we've got to do a series on this book. Because it, it, it's just really, really helpful stuff in how we can love our neighbours around us, our community. Um, it's, it's what I believe is how Jesus would have done it. And that's what these two brothers have written it. They've, they've tried to write it so that the word evangelism isn't as scary as we kind of think because we've kind of got some models of evangelism uh, whereas I think Jesus was a little bit more... If, he, if, if at a the time there was a coffee shop, he'd have gone, let's go for a coffee. Let's go for a coffee and a chat. Instead, he did go to people's houses and eat, and that's another one that's going to come on. So, when you, we, we look at this blessed series, take it as a whole. Don't just be like, right, I'll, I'll, this week I've begun with prayer. Excellent. Right, this week I'm now going to listen. No, carry on the beginning with prayer bit. Carry that on. That's what's really important, is that we take all five of these as part of our life as we have a relationship with Jesus and how we relate to others. So we looked last week at beginning with prayer. How's it going? Don't have to shout out how it's going. Um, I, I, I started off really well. It kind of peters off a little bit sometimes, doesn't it, when other things kind of come in um, until that. But, but I had a really good conversation with my neighbour this week who's been going through some stuff. Um, And we're starting to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Now, we didn't talk about Jesus, we didn't talk about um, the church, we didn't talk about anything like that. We just chatted over a cup of tea, which I had to provide the milk because he'd run out. Which, you know, that's what you do as a neighbour. Yeah, I'll go and get some milk, it's alright. I came back in with some milk. And it was just good because it's been a relationship that we've developed over many years, just helping him out with some issues and stuff that's kind of going on. 
and there's a little bit of a, of a light at the end of the tunnel. And I just continue to pray and say, Father, at what point do you want me to either say a little bit more about my faith in you, or just, just carry on doing it like that? So for me now, I'm in that listening bit. I'm in that part where, where God is kind of like, hopefully going to speak and, 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 and say something. But if he doesn't, that's okay. We just carry on doing what I'm doing. Um, so this week we are looking at, listen, how many of us, when we are sharing a story or having a conversation with somebody else, that you see they aren't quite listening? They're kind of looking just beyond you at the kerfuffle that's going on at the back or, or the, the thing that's happening. Now, I was having a conversation in a coffee shop yesterday with a potential new MP uh, for the area. Lovely Christian fella. I keep praying for a guy called Ben. If you hear his name, uh, pray for him. But there was this lady came in with her dog. And the dog was a lovely little terrier. But, my goodness me, he does what they do. <laughs> Yapping away in the middle of this coffee. And it was, you know when the dogs bark? I mean, we've got a dog, and sometimes when he barks, it's like an echo chamber. And I think, how does something as small as you provide this massive bark noise that literally is so deafening? And it was so hard to listen because this dog was constantly barking. Eventually, the lady did see the embarrassment and everyone looking around kind of going, take away. And she did. She said, I'm going to go and get a takeaway. So I said, that's all right. That's all right. Dogs do this. But it was just, it was... That, that for me was difficult. I was, I, was, I was finding it difficult to hear Ben's story because of the surrounding noise. And at coffee shops, you always get the coffee machine going off as well. Again, can they make quieter ones? <laughs> They're just so loud, aren't they? It's just like, look, I've got a coffee machine and I'm going to use it and it's going to be really loud. But sometimes it, we, we may feel that others aren't listening. And Wayne often says the phrase, and he's got this in his study, um, and it literally says, don't hear me wrong. Don't hear me wrong. So he's about to say something that you don't really want to take the wrong way. So actually the word hear in there is actually, I need to listen to what he's saying. I need to listen to what he's saying. And he's going to say something that might be a little bit Okay, it's an interesting way of looking at it, but I don't take what he's saying wrong. So the aim this morning is to help us to recognise that listening to others is vital in understanding what's happening in their lives and how we can respond positively. Okay, how we can respond positively. Now, Liz has already put us on to the next one, thank you, because I've forgotten. In the book, they talk about four... It's really sim- This is why I like the books. It's really simple. I'm a simple man. I like simple instructions. Monkey see, monkey do kind of thing. I go and do it. Um, and and the, these guys use four uh, H's. They use four P's. They've used four E's. There's all these different things that just really help us understand. And the four H's are history. So tell me your story. Heart. What's your favourite habit? What are you into? Your interests? 
and hurts. How are you doing? What I thought I'd do this morning is if you're, if we, let's just pretend we're in a coffee shop and you're all, you know, you're all my good friends and, and you've invited me out for a coffee because I'm your neighbour or I'm a work colleague or, or someone you, you just know and I'm not a Christian um, but you just want to get to know me a little bit better because you've seen actually me walking down the road with maybe a little bit of a, a downwards kind of, you know, so it's like, these are the things that we kind of like need to be looking out for. And, and do you come and have a coffee? Do you want a coffee? All right then. So the thing is for me is like, well, tell me your story. So I'm Gary. I'm married to the most wonderful lady called Katie. Can you feed that back that I said that, please? Um, we got married when we were quite young. So she was 20, I was 21. Um, that's young for the 90s. Um, I have, we have three boys, and when I say boys, they're pretty much men, 24, Josh is 24, he's married uh, to B, um, Toby as well, he's got a girlfriend called Maisie, uh, they're a wonderful couple, and Joel, now Joel, we're a bit kind of like at the moment with Joel because he's about to go and join the army, and we're like, oh we didn't expect that back in the summer, when he said, Dad, Mum, I'm thinking of joining the army because I feel God's called me into the army. Now, obviously, I'm not a Christian, so what's he on about? God's called him into the army. Crazy boy. Anyway, but he is. I'm just play-acting there. I didn't mean that, actually, seriously. We, we are quite supportive of him. But he's going into the army. I used to be a landscape gardener. I used to do carpentry. I do now and again, those kind of things. Um, and that's what I did before I became uh, a youth work director of the church. Actually, I'm not a Christian, am I? So, yeah, be careful with that one. And obviously in the role I'm doing now. What's my favourite? I love Star Wars. <laughs> I love films. I have a love-hate relationship with Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Gordon's in a love relationship today with Arsenal because they won yesterday 5-0. Um, I used to love lasagna. But I'm trying to be good now so I don't eat it and I'm gutted. Sad. Never mind. What am I into? My interests. I love Lego. I know that sounds a little bit weird for a bloke who's 50 but I love Lego. I love building things. I love that creativity. I love doing woodcraft. That's something I do as a bit of a get out of the house into my workshop and create things like that. I made that. I'm quite proud of that. I like that. I make things like that. That's my hobby. And I recently started going to the gym. I just thought it was someone's name spelt wrong <laughs> as I walk past. But no, I go to the gym. My, how am I doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Started a new job about a year ago and it's kind of finding my feet in what that, that means. Um, and actually, one thing that's the hurt really is my mum's not too well. 
And I'm actually really concerned about my dad, as he's pretty much a full-time carer. So they're my four H's. I'm going to come back to them at the end to test you. I didn't tell you that, did I? <laughs> but just see if you are listening. Right? And hopefully you will be. Now the Gospel writer Luke was a doctor. And it is believed that his writings of Gospels are made up of stories of those that were around Jesus at the time. Especially his mother, Mary. It's interesting, isn't it? A mother will always be able to retell a story perfectly and you'll thought, no, it didn't happen like that. And they're like, yes, it did. I remember it, so listen. <laughs> and Mary, it says three times in Luke's Gospel that Mary pondered these things in her heart. She dwelt on them. They were things that maybe for her were like, I don't quite get this. But I'm, uh, he's my son... I know he's the son of God. I'm just pondering this in my heart. And she shares it with Luke. We need to become intentional about listening. Don't be thinking of a reply as people talk. If you do have a conversation, I'm terrible at it. I'm always trying to, to fix things. I'm a fixer. Right, okay, so this is the issue. This is the problem. Let, right, right, stop talking. This is what you need to do. And actually, what it does is just shuts down that conversation because it could be that something else comes out in that conversation as well. The saying is that we have two ears and one mouth. Wayne's often saying that in the office, which is quite comical, really. In other words, he's saying, shh, listen, just listen. Listen to what's going on around you. Um, Some of us tend to have it the other way around. Like myself, I like to talk, I don't listen too much, um, but I've been practising that and, and hopefully it's changing. In this book they refer to an author called Stephen Covey and he says, seek to understand before seeking to be misunderstood. Seek first to understand before seeking to be misunderstood. And actually we can find... Scripture to that is Proverbs 18 verse 2 said, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but they delight in airing their own opinions. And we are living in a world, I think, where Proverbs 18 is quite strong. There's a lot of people that just don't want to understand what other people are going through or understand what's going on in the world. So basically they delight in airing their own opinions. No worse a place than on social media. For those of you that are on it, you can probably see now and again, oh my goodness me. And actually just people just aren't listening. Listen, Proverbs 4, we started with it, listen my son to instruction. Listen, listen to what God is saying. The question is, how did Jesus do it? And I've preached on this here recently, and I'm going to read the scriptures. Uh, Luke 18, 35 to 30, and this is blind Bartimaeus. So as Jesus um, is approaching Jericho, it says, A blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. 
They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Then he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were in the front sternly ordered him to be quiet. But he shouted even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people. When they saw it, they praised God. I don't know about you, but that crowd was probably really loud. Hustling them, bustling on their way to Jericho with Jesus, following him. Some people, it's been proved that actually some people will just follow a crowd, even though they don't know where they're going. It's been proved that people will just like, it's a group of people, oh, I want to know what's happening, so I just start following. I mean, you could just be on a tour somewhere around London or something like that. And, oh. <laughs> but actually it's proved that some, and it, it says here that, that Bartimaeus shouted out. He shouts out, and they tell him to be quiet, to calm himself down. So he shouts even louder, and Jesus is listening. And he stops. I love the fact that actually that crowd, as Jesus stops, you probably, like that concertina effect, you've probably got people 10 or 15 back up bouncing. What are we stopping for? Don't know, some commotion up the front. Who are you? What are we doing here? I ain't got a clue. (laughs) This is what was kind of going on. The crowd is noisy. They tell him to be quiet. He shouts louder. But Jesus heard him. He heard him. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? As we listen um, to our friends, our neighbours, those that we are close to, there's so much noise that can deafen their voices. Sometimes it's our own noise. Sometimes it's stuff that we're kind of going through that we actually haven't got the time for that empathy. Because actually I'm dealing with my own stuff. And actually this isn't too far away uh, in Luke's Gospel, where Jesus is towards the last part of his life on earth. So he was dealing with stuff. He knew that in the days to come he would be crucified, yet he still stopped and said, what can I do for you. He listened. I'm going to read a little bit from the book um, from a French I've got to get this right a French doctor this is in 1816 René Lenec a French doctor who was uncomfortable about placing his ear directly on a woman's chest listen to her heart. He invented a tool that doctors continue using today, the stethoscope. 
He was famous for telling doctors and nurses, if you use this tool, don't stop listening to your patients. They will still tell you how to heal them. Lanek didn't want doctors to just listen to hearts and lungs with his invention. He wanted to make sure they still listened to the words and feelings of their patients. Are there any doctors in here today? The doctors that I do know are great listeners. Because they're listening to you, what are your ailments, what are your hurts, what are your issues, so they can then make an assessment of the best course of action. We need to be those practitioners as well. We need to be like doctors, listening. Listening for those telltale things that you think, oh, they mentioned that, that's something that I feel I maybe need to pray for, just look out for them in that. As you listen to what is happening in people's lives, it gives you content on what to pray for and starts to get you thinking about how you might be able to help meet some of their needs. Author Martin Copenhaver says that Jesus asked 307 questions in Scripture. In those four small Gospels, some of them were saying, asking the same, but 307 questions. But he answered only three of them. He was always asking questions to the crowd. He only ever gave answer the answer three times. The rest of the time was like, so what's the answer? Go away and work it out. <laughs> like I said, this past year I have done a lot of listening. Whilst I won't stop there, there's something that's rising to the top of people's needs. And I have been listening to try and understand This is rising to the top of a lot of people's needs. Loneliness and isolation. The need for a friend, a companion. The census, I used a lot of the, the data in the recent census that probably a lot of us filled in many a few years back, so it was 2021. Interestingly, we have 25% of people living in Billericay live on their own. quarter of our town live on their own. Some of you are in that statistic this morning. You live on your own. Now that doesn't mean that maybe you're lonely or feeling isolated. As much as somebody in a house with other people may feel lonely and isolated in those situations. We just don't know. But actually, on your own, can be quite tricky. Nationally, it's around 30%. It's even more. So, we kind of like to say we're a bit of a better society, yet we're all becoming lonelier. And there's more people becoming more lonely, isolated. Divorces that happen, all this kind of stuff that goes on. I wonder really, you know, what Jesus um, meant or, when he, or what it was called when Jesus was known as a friend of sinners. 
Who are you friends with? Is it your neighbours? Are there those that you know of that are on their own? I know that, that pastorally there's a wonderful um, help that does go on within the church with those that maybe are on their own. And I love the fact of coming here at Sunny Days uh, on a Tuesday and seeing lots of individuals having a great time and just thinking that's a place that they can be. And that's another one. Is place is about where we are. Are we listening to the place, the area we're in? Our little part of the street with the neighbours that are around us. Uh, if you are able to get out and about, maybe, maybe you're not as much. If you are able to get to the high street with some friends or wherever it may, might be for a, a chat and a coffee, are you listening to the place, what's going on? Sometimes, I'm terrible at doing it, you're in a coffee shop or whatever and you start earwigging. And yeah, oh, that conversation sounds really intriguing. And you've got to really kind of go, no, 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 I can't listen to that, I'm with this person. <laughs> does happen. In Acts 17, verse 21, Paul, when he is in Athens, he comments, Uh, all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. These were thinkers. They were big thinkers. And they would have these conversations and they'd listen to other people's, you know, what what, what they're saying. We went earlier earlier on, we looked at that passage of scripture um, in Proverbs Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. The Athenians didn't do that. They listened. Oh, I like that's a that's a great new philosophical thing there you've just brought up. Tell us more about it. They wanted to learn. They wanted to just have this knowledge. And when Paul rocks up on the scene, he observes and listens. If you read the the, the book of Acts, you'll see the amount of time that Paul is stopping and listening to people and observing. And it says here in um, verse 22, a little further on, Paul then stood up in their meeting and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing that you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. And because the Athenians wanted to understand and have more and more knowledge, they were were willing to listen to Paul. They had a heart that they wanted to understand. It wasn't ignorant. And Paul told them that this unknown God was the God of Abraham, Moses and Jacob, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Place can be so important as well as we listen to others. I went to um, a show recently uh, called The Choir of Man, I don't know if anyone has seen it. And it's basically set in a pub. 
you go to the theatre and the stage is set up like a pub. And it's brilliant. And I get quite emotional watching it because it's all about a bunch of blokes that are dealing with issues in life, whatever's going on. And the pub is the place they can bring it and chat about it, not be judged on it. You can have a beer or a coffee and just share with one another that kind of thing. That's I love it. And actually wonder about sometimes the place. He's like, well, I wouldn't go to that place. I wouldn't necessarily go to the pub. It's some, that's okay, it's fine. Where are the places that you are able to be, if you're able to be? Could you be intentional about going to certain places to listen what's going on? Not earwig and, and, and nose about, but actually to listen to the heart. I, I, I like, sometimes I go to the coffee shop and I'm asking to the baristas, how are you today? How, has it been really busy today? How are you? There was one lady, she said, oh, the summer, she was just way too hot. I hate the summer. And I was like, oh, I love the sun. I love it. I get out in the sun, get my top off, I'm in the sunbathing, get in the sea, I love doing that kind of stuff. No, I hate all that. Oh, okay, interesting. So when it started to get really cold, I just leant over and I went, I bet you're happy now. And she knew what I was talking about. She went, oh, yeah, it's lovely now the cold is here. I don't boil over and everything. I was just like, just listening to those tiny little things just builds that relationship. And as we mentioned last week, we begin all things with prayer. During prayer, we need to be listening to God's heart as he speaks to us. In order to do that, sometimes we need to stop talking, which is what I will do soon. If you do feel you're unable to get out as much, you know, maybe for whatever reason it is, Wayne and I have been talking about becoming prayer warriors for your neighbours. Just just to be praying for those people that are around you. Or, or, or praying for those that you know that aren't in the kingdom yet. And one of the things that we, we'd love to see is actually we start to um, have more regular prayer information that can come out to people that, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd love to pray for that. Um, that's something I'm looking at with, with the community stuff. When we hear of things, can we just have a group of people that are really praying into that situation? Confidentially, of course, if there are names involved, but actually just to be praying. Because I believe it's through prayer we will see action uh, in the heavenlies. So let me and Wayne know if, you're, if that's something you're interested. Now, let's go back to the beginning. Who can remember about my story? Throw some things out. You're a landscape gardener. Thank you. Sorry? Three kids. Three kids, yeah. Anybody? Yeah. You married to Katie in your early twenties. Perfect. What are the boys' names? Joel. Yeah. He's going in the army. He's going in the army. Josh. Toby. So which one of those is married? <laughs> what was the one at the back, Eddie? Carpenter. Yeah, Carpenter. Just saying I made that. Say again. Lego. Yeah, good. What else? Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> Even, I'm smelling it right now. I can smell it. <laughs> Go on, Gordon, say it. 
Can you say it? You don't even want that other team that are in North London, yeah? All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, You're worried about your mum. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. And for me, if I was having a conversation, that's what I pick up on. That's what I pick up on. Because all the other stuff is just get to know you kind of stuff. And, and, and sometimes, oh yeah, I, you know, actually I'm really into Lego. Or like, Paul Morris is in the church, loves Lego. He's always talking about his Lego. He's nearly finished the Titanic. And I'm always saying, how's the Titanic going? Has it broken in half yet and sunk to the bottom of your bar? <laughs> no. It's just those little things of conversation. It's picking up on those things. But actually, that's, that's the one where actually you say, right, that's where I'm going to be praying for you. And you may say that to the person or may not say it to the person. And it may be they swear. And actually you might say, I'm a Christian. Can, I go to church. Can, can I, I and a few, just pray for you? Is that okay? That, for me, is the hook of when you've been listening. And when you listen, it's the hurts that you start to see. And I, I think that's what Jesus did. You know, he heard the hurts. What can I do for you? Jesus knew what blind Bartimaeus needed. He needed his sight. But he needed to respect Bartimaeus and say, what can I do for you? I, I, I see you. I hear you. What can I do for you? And if the simplest thing that we can do for others is pray for them, then let's pray for them. Let's pray for those that we really struggle with. It takes practice and a good deal of effort to listen. I've been married a long enough time to know that now. But as you pray, be asking God to reveal to you the people and places he wants you to listen to. It could be sunny days. It could be the high street, the coffee shop. It could be your neighbours. Invite them round for a coffee and a chat. Whoever and wherever this happens, be intentional about listening, praying, and if needed, share your story. But that's the very last one we come to. Let me pray. Father God, as I speak now, you are listening. As each one of us has been having thoughts in our minds, you have been listening. Father, we thank you that you are a God who listens, who hears and who acts. And Father, as we just go through this series of really simple kind of stuff, would you cement it into our hearts, Father, that your Son had such a brilliant way of reaching people around him. By praying for them, by listening to them, by eating with them, by serving them and sharing story. And Father, may we, through this time, just reflect on how we interact with people. Do we know neighbours that speak to no one, day in, day out? Could we just write a letter, write whatever it is, invite for a coffee? I don't know what it is, Father, but would you listen to our prayers as we pray for those around us? And help us to listen like Jesus listened. That we can have empathy, compassion and become a friend of sinners.
because you're our friend. We've been sinners, Father. And we thank you. Amen.